Hey, Stitch Ballers, it's Gip Gap. Alrighty, so this week's episode, we've heard her name numerous times so far, but like, who is she, you know? I bring on my sister, Francesca Casolino. She was a stellar pitcher, queen of the hill, as they would say, and she played at Yale University. So we dive into how she, you know, started playing softball from the young ages, through travel ball, through her college experience. However, one small bump in the road. I uh, had some technical difficulties while filming with her, so the end might have gotten cut off, but it was literally the very last part of our discussion, so you're really not missing much. And what I will say is the 10 minutes that didn't get recorded was all about her post-grad transition, what she's up to now, and all of that jazz. But I think we could totally save that for another day. I'm going to definitely bring her on again to talk through post-grad struggles of the student-athlete transition and, you know, how we've gone through it, how easy, difficult, challenging it may have been for us, and all of that. So, regardless to say, I am very sorry about the technical difficulties I had, but it's still a great episode, and I'm very eager to have you guys watch it. Anyway, that's all for me for now. Gib Gab is over and out. Good. Yep, that's it. Good. Keep that up. Nice. That's it. Good job. Keep that up. Good. One more. Pick these up. <laughs> we talked about you a little bit in the last episode. Oh, yippee. Goody. Okay. All good things, right? All good things. All good, All things. good things. Okay, good. <laughs> Alrighty, Francesca Casolino, welcome to 88 Stitches. Oh, thank you, thank you. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> Though you know this place, dear. I, well. I do. I did paint most of it. I'll say a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into this facility between us. I don't know about tears, but sweat, sure. <laughs> Not sure about blood either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that either. But uh, okay. <laughs> yes, hard work. A lot of done. A lot, a lot of, of hard work. Done but we here. all paint. Yes, we did. Almost a year ago today, we talked about that. Kaz and I. Oh, a little bit look at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was on break. Yeah. It was close to break. Yeah. It was break. From law school. Yes, from law school. We'll get into that. Okay, we'll get into <laughs> it. Alrighty. For anyone that doesn't know you or us, you want to give a little bio, a little oh, intro? Oh, sure. Uh, I am the first Nitro girl. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> That's me. Um, I, yes, my name is Francesca Casolino. I am your sister, your lovely, lovely older sister, uh, and the oldest of Coach Cass oh, yes. and Queen Sue. How can <laughs> <Yes>. we forget? <laughs> um, I, yes, technically did start Nitro, partially. Yes. Um, way back when. Way back when. We and, talked about that a yes. lot in the last episode. Oh, yes, me and Coach Cass sat there and brainstormed a lot of names. Yes, we said that. Oh, my goodness. We Do you remember any of those names on that list? Oh. I think like flames was up there flames, yeah. we were trying to figure out like we didn't like a mascot so we didn't so like all the names that like could be a mascot we didn't yeah, like yeah we yeah. yeah we nixed so it was like very like remember it was like early-ish days of the internet and i'm sitting there like searching and just going through lists and lists of names yeah and so like we nixed any of the mascot team names and then we were like well what's a thing that we can name a team after doesn't have a mascot and kind of narrowed it down so like flames was one um I think Liberty was one of them. Yeah, I can't remember myself. No, but we almost were purple. We did say that. Yeah, you probably talked about that. Yeah. Uh, yes. So uh, the reason that Nitro was started is basically. <clears throat> Let's hear your side of the story. Oh, okay. It's probably <laughs> exactly the same. Uh, so I was playing in Little, Little League, League. Mm -hmm. and 
when you made it to the competitive league over the summer when you played either Williamsport, it was called, uh, or District 34, which you probably have also talked about already. I was kind of obsessed with softball at an early age. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how this became this. Um, and so I wanted to keep playing all year round. We also needed to keep developing that talent to get better and better for, for Williamsport. For the next yeah. summer, the Williamsport and the District 34 leagues. And uh, coming out, especially then of Little League, I wanted to keep playing. And yeah. so Nitro, which was first the Rockets, after my lovely nickname, uh, shout out to Steve Margaritis yes. uh, for that nickname. I'm assuming you talked about that. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's like you were here. Oh, we recorded the last. Episode. I, I mean, you I weren't. No, <laughs> I wasn't. I love that. Yes. Well, uh, it's same story. It's yeah. the same family. We've told the same story. Yeah. Uh, and yes, yeah, so I started there and kept playing, and then sadly left Nitro after well, a few years. We'll but, get into that. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into, into that. that. Okay. But, okay. Wait. So back yes. to you. Oh yes, sorry, you are sorry. My yes. sister. Yes. You are. 27. <clears throat> oh. Sorry, sorry. Just oh. gotta say that out loud. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You are currently yes. an attorney at law? I am currently a lawyer, although I've learned that some states don't use this designation. Okay. But there is a different uh, difference between lawyer and attorney. In some states, an attorney is someone who has passed the bar and uh, is barred and licensed to practice yes. versus a lawyer, someone who graduated from law school. Yes. So, so you've done both. both, but I am waiting to be barred. Uh, my application is currently pending. So that's your final step. Yes, yes. Before I become an attorney. So I will be an attorney soon enough. Yes. Although I don't think New York uses the designation, but it's fine. It's you, fine. you get the point. Yeah. So I am almost there. Wow. A real full grown adult. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> don't use that word. Don't know. Um, yeah. And to all of our followers out there, please don't need me. Don't contact me for any legal services. Okay, great, good talk. Just an aside. The best thing you could do of me becoming a lawyer. My don't need yes, me. your gift to me is to not need me. Yes, please, please don't do that. Um, yeah. No. So yes, I am currently a lawyer. I am a law clerk, as yes. they like to call us. Yes, at a big, at, big law firm. At a big city. law firm in the city. Yes, and I live in Brooklyn. Nice. Um, and I'm sadly no longer coaching. Which is here. Yeah. Um, yes, I ended up unfortunately having to give it up because my hours are a little unpredictable. Yeah, and a little long. A little long, a little unpredictable. Yeah. I have worked two weekends. I've worked five weeks right yeah. now. I've worked two weekends already, so it wasn't going to be great. Perks of law. Perks of law. Yay. <laughs> yeah. um, so sadly gave up coaching, although I'm still around. You are still around a good chunk. Yes, I, I do help out teams from here and there. Um, any of the teams that you're coaching yeah. or Coach Cows' coaching. Uh, I will make a appearance so, mm -hmm. every so often. Yeah, um, love. Yes, yes, I'm, I love being yes. there. But other than that, I've been coaching uh, since I graduated from college in yeah. 2018. <laughs> yeah, I had my five-year reunion this past yeah. year. Yeesh. Scary Yikes. stuff. Scary stuff. Uh, so I had been coaching since then, yeah. uh, and now unfortunately no longer. But yes, I'm still around. Love Can't that. get rid of me. Yes. Let's go back to yonder years. Yonder years. <laughs> okay. How about younger years? Younger years. Okay. As they might say. Yes. Probably the be better. What made you start playing softball? I'm so curious. I don't think I ever asked you that. What made me start playing softball? I mean, I played about every sport. I yeah, started. You did. I started in soccer, uh, then moved to basketball yep. while also playing soccer. Then played t-ball. Actually, I think t-ball was first in all this. Because you play soccer before t ball. Yeah, I think before you know what? I played soccer when I was, yeah. yeah. But I started playing t ball when I was four because yeah. 
the way our little league did it, and some little leagues still do it, is the age cutoff oh, yes. was end of July. And I am an earlier July baby, and so I was able to start a year ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So I was the youngest out of everyone. So I actually started when I was four in yes. T-ball. Sorry, this, there's a spritzer thing that might go off. Oh, okay. It's like, who's breaking in? Um, <laughs> so I started when I was four, so I did that. Then I did was doing soccer, started basketball. There was a little hint of cheerleading in there. Ooh. But, ooh. We Sorry, love, mom. We love that, mom, but oof, oh, not, not, not for us. For us. <laughs> uh, I think we danced in there too. Not yeah, for us. Not for us. Um, I, I remember I said this quote. I said, "I don't like dance." And mom <laughs> said, "Why not?" I said, "You practice all year for two minutes on stage. <laughs> like I want to, I want to perform like every day." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, we we picked the it sport was, that was, you. I think it was not enough of a challenge for you. Yeah. Also, yeah, no. Well, I mean, we ended up picking a sport that you play sixty games in a season. So, like. Yeah. There was never a down moment. Right, um, right. Any other sports I played? No, you were just an active baby. Oh, volleyball. Yeah, and when volleyball. You got older. Yeah, when I got older. But anyway, yeah, I was just an active kid. Yeah. Um, loved playing sports and just getting yeah. outside and running around. And then I didn't like soccer. It was a lot of running. <laughs> it was not really my thing. Um, Somehow softball really just reigned supreme. It, it stuck probably because I'm just good at it. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, did it come naturally for you or like for the most part? I think for the most part, I have yeah. a different perspective on yeah, that. Yeah, we, we we're different people on this. It, <laughs> it came naturally to me. So then you, you kind of just clicked with it, the sport it clicked, itself. Yes. Yeah, it clicked. I don't know about pitching. Pitching didn't click right away. Yeah, that's we fair. We can talk about that yeah, in a second. Yeah, we definitely can. But yeah, it clicked. Like I, I got it and I enjoyed it and I was good at it, which always you helps. Yeah. And then everything else I wasn't good at, or wasn't as good at, we'll say. I don't think I was like bad in any sport, no. but predominantly. Um, You're probably average at sports, other sports. Yeah, maybe even above average. I mean, like, I made varsity right. basketball as a freshman. Right. Like, you, which, had, you had the athletic ability in you. Yeah, to it just to different was, sports, but yeah. softball definitely was your sport. Your sport, yes, yes, exactly. Yes. So you did the whole shebang, t-ball, yes. farms, minors, yep. majors in Little League. Yep. Eventually made your way to travel yes. ball. Oh, I can way. say oh, that yeah. um, I think what I also liked about softball was there's two aspects oh, to yes. it. There's the athleticness, right, which is actually knowing how to hit a ball and throw a ball and all and that like stuff. And like performing that Performing. Skill. And then there's also the mental aspect of it, which we talk all about all the time. But if you think about it, I liked the mental challenge. I liked the game within the game. I liked having to prepare and know ahead of time what my opponent's weaknesses what were was were <laughs> depends on the, the plural. Yeah, you, get you the, got it. <laughs> you get yeah. So I think there was another aspect and another layer to it that was mentally challenging in Very addition to physically. Yeah. So the whole sport itself was stimulating to me, as someone who will I enjoy more mentally taxing yes. activities. And I, I would say um, you've always been that way. Mm -hmm. You've always said that growing up. Yes. You loved the mental part of the game. Yes. And this game is, like, we, we tell the girls all the time, like, yeah. you the 12 you girls, we're like, ladies, the focus has to be there 100% of the time because more than half this game is mental. Yeah. All of it is really trying to be mentally prepared for yes. that next pitch. That next I loved, pitch. like, going through scenarios. I mean, like, all right, for runners on first and second, like, there's a right-handed batter up. If I'm a pitcher, where am I pitching yeah. the ball? What's the ideal scenario? If she hits up there at third base, what are we doing? If we hit at second base, what are we doing? And I liked running through those scenarios yeah. and being prepared yeah. for every situation. But right. yes, it's, it's true. It's like a big, it's a big aspect. And one of the things in my mind that makes softball and baseball stand out compared to other sports. Yeah. Granted, there are, there's a lot of mental aspects to other sports, especially as you get older. Right. But 
in baseball and softball, there's it's so much more prevalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because there could be games. I mean, outside pitcher and catcher, you yeah. could be in a game and not touch the ball once. Mm-hmm. And all of that is to just be mentally prepared for you to potentially get that ball hit to you. Or, or you get three at bats and yeah. you don't get a hit at all, and you have to somehow learn for the next game how, how to, to make that adjustment. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I get it. All right. Yeah. So. So yes, you were. Really, you were no, saying. you're good. You gravitate a lot towards softball, yes. obviously. Um, you eventually made your way to travel ball. I did. Yes. Played uh, under dad at Nitro yep. for a good chunk of your childhood. Played under childhood. him for yes, probably four. Actually, I think I think it was four years. Like probably ten years old to yeah. about when I was fourteen. Uh, I played through fourteen. You yeah. had some killer sublimated. Yes. Shorts. Oh, yes. We had the flames going down yeah, the side yeah, yeah. and the shorts and the giant thick. <laughs> the giant knee pad. Knee pad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except then I was the cool kid because I got the short little one yeah, that just yeah, went yeah. over the knee. Yeah, yeah, And you put it down to your ankle and you, you hit. When you're not needed. But then somehow you have to slide at second base with the ankle. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, it was great. Have some nice photos from. Yeah, we'll have to bring those up into oh, the yes. archives. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I played under Coach Cass until I finished 14U. Yes. Then after that, uh, we took the 14U team and. Coach Bob Cazetto oh, yes. and Monty, yes, Coach Monty came over from Express and they started our first 16U team that was yeah. eventually going to be an 18U team. Yeah. Um, and I played with them for, oof, now my memory is going mm-hmm. a little bit. I don't know if it a was a season. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was one season or a season and a half. Okay, a short I can't time remember. It was that. a short time um, because... Prior to that, I was questioning college and what I wanted to do with my softball career, we'll say, myself. Uh, And so I had tried out for a bunch of teams. I tried out for Express, actually, and Monty and Bob at that time. Actually, so this is, I think it was a year and a half, because I tried out for Monty and Bob's team, and they'd offered me a spot, actually, and I turned them down, and then they ended (laughs) up being my coaches, Nitro. Right. Uh, I had tried out for Sudden Impact. Uh, I had tried out for a few different things. I didn't try out for Team Long Island, interestingly oh, okay. enough, because <laughs> I think I made up some excuse. I think I was too scared to actually go. <laughs> I was like, oh, these are all the best of the best. Yeah. Uh, and I was scared, and I'd, we'd ended up not going. I think it was raining that day, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. Right. I don't know. I came up with something, yeah. too. So we didn't go. And I stuck up with them through Nitro. And then after, though, I was 15, I guess, at the time now, so maybe it was that recruiting age. Yeah. So I, I started going to camps and clinics. I don't know. Am I jumping ahead? No, you're good. Okay. I started going to camps and clinics, and everyone would be like, so who's Nitro? Mm. Because we, we didn't have an 18-year team. Yeah, at the time, we were maybe five teams strong. Like, you know, we weren't maybe. really we're a lucky, yeah. Especially, like, and I, I will say, like, I was going to some of the bigger name clinics with Division One coaches, and we can right. talk about Division One in a second. Yeah. Um, and some of these coaches were like, oh, so who's Nitro? Like, why should we be paying attention I think, to you? I think back then, I don't know how much of it is now. No, I mean, it's not. I think it's changed the, a bit now. Yeah, but yeah, back no, it, then, the team you played for yes. really meant a lot yes, well, in landing you a spot Back somewhere. then, there were less teams, right? Yes. And so there were the powerhouses of the region. Right. And those region powerhouses, like Had connections. Jersey Intensity, like Rhode Island Thunder, like Team Long Island, like some of these other big names, had huge connections. And there were only one team. There was no... National team this, national team that. There was one top team, and that team, if you were on it, every coach knew who you were. Yeah. Uh, and then there were lesser teams, but there was still 
everyone was, um, how should I say it, centralized mm -hmm. amongst these few teams. Yeah. So if you didn't play on one of these teams, the coaches didn't know about you. Uh, it has changed now because all of the teams, there's so many names and every team has expanded and to I, different I regions and locations. I even feel like it's changed now with like just technology. Like I mm. can send a coach a clip yeah. And it doesn't really matter like who I play for. They're I'm still able to get my skills in front of them via mm -hmm. a clip yeah. or whatever the deal is. And like the name isn't as much of a deal as, yeah. as it was back then. Yeah, back then the the, in, the invitationals were true invitational, yes. right? Like you had to be invited, and if your yeah. team wasn't, you're not getting and to this be was showcased. What, 2012 ish time. This was 2010 to 2014. -ish. Yeah. Yeah. Early 2010s. Yeah, yeah. So things have changed, yeah, yeah. and we've seen it so much now. So Ten it's not years a, ago. But, it, but back then it was it was like that. Um, yeah. So it was it was very different than yeah. where it is today. Uh, so yeah. So, so you yes. made your way to one of the more well-known teams. I also I, I was at a camp and this coach had said, "Why why should I care about you? Like who are you?" Oh. And I had said, "Well, you know, I, I play for Nitro. We're, we're a new organization, um, but I'm trying out. Actually, this was over the summer." Yeah. And I told Nitro I was already leaving. Um, I wanted to try and get to a bigger name team to help with recruiting. Because, look, Coach Kaz, Sue, like our parents, um, Bob and Monty yeah. were great. They but they didn't, so they could only yeah. do so much. Especially Bob and Monty were very local to Long Island. And as someone who didn't want to play on Long Island, they didn't want to go D2, D3. Um, on Long Island, at least I'll say. Yeah. Uh, I had other hopes and dreams of where I was thinking about going then I needed to get to a team that could market me get to those places. Yeah. And so I had said to this coach, I said, oh, well, I'm trying out for some teams. For example, like Team Long Island, they had, like eyes lit up. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, Team Long Island, the I know them. The conversation changed in a pin. Yeah, yeah very yeah. much so. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ended up trying out for those teams. I made Team Long Island's gold team, which at that time gold was the, the best team. Yeah. And so on my team was the best of the best from all of Long Island, New York State, so like upstate New York, which we call upstate, but like Westchester. Central New Central York. Central New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, we, Long Island, yeah. just call upstate New York. Um, and we even had a few people playing with us from time to time from Connecticut and Jersey. Nice. So uh, it was kind of a regional team. Back then, again, the like best teams were regional. So you had Rhode Island Thunder, which pulled from like Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut kind of area. Yeah. Then you had Team Long Island. We pulled from New York, Connecticut, a little bit of New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, then you had Jersey Intensity, um, which was Kevin O'Donnell's team when his daughter uh, was recruited to Notre Dame. I actually went to the Notre Dame clinic and met Kevin O'Donnell That's there because cool. his daughter was playing, yeah. which is very funny. Um, but so those were like the three big teams. Yeah. New Time Rock was kind of up there too. Um, oh, right, New Town Rock. Yeah. Uh, the Huskies were up there a little yeah. bit too. But like those three teams were, were the big teams. So, you, so yeah, you you knew nitro at the time like mm -hmm. we could not serve you yeah. in achieving and landing that d1 spot you wanted mm -hmm. so we saw elsewhere yes. externally and and i will say i mean our our, our parents coach Cass and so were very supportive of yes. this you know coach Cass had always said like at that point in time he had he didn't know no. what to expect he didn't know what he was doing because you know how else would we we didn't know anyone who was Going through the recruiting process in softball, we didn't we know also anyone. Didn't, we've, yeah, we've, they've never done the recruiting process. Mm -mm. We've never done it. No. So we had no idea what to do at yeah. all. Yeah. And, you know, coaches back then, especially many now, weren't helping. No. 
Um, so it was really all up to us and trying to do it ourselves. So the team was a little bit of a well, the team extra, name was yeah. an extra. Yeah, how to get out there um, yeah. because social media wasn't a thing. No. Um, we just, we did skills videos, which no longer exist. Oh my god! But yes, we had a. They were using elaborate, like seven, eight minute long videos yeah. of like this big production. I so oh, remember yeah, the old school, old. which is so laughable. Yeah, nowadays, but like nowadays. back then, that's the only way. Yeah. Is you you, sh you like filmed like you had video like photography set up. Five hundred dollars to do skills. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. Yeah. So um, that's what you would send to the coaches. Nice. Um, and so yeah, made that team, and yeah. then. Uh, my you teammates were, a bunch. yeah, we were, we were a big traveling team. You know, we got invited to the biggest tournaments, uh, out there and my teammates were either all players who had already committed right. as freshmen, eighth graders, sophomores right. in high school I who were already that. committed, uh, which to is schools, insane. which is insane. Yeah. To think of uh, as an eighth grader, I'm committing to a college to play yeah. softball. I don't even know yeah. what college is. Yeah, no, it was, and, and for them, like also coaches change and. Yeah, coaches change in, in a matter of three years and then oh, now you have a new coach that you yeah. committed to. Exactly. You have no clue who that person is. Yeah. No, it, remember this was also the time before the early recruiting ban. So nowadays yeah. you actually, you can't get recruited right. or you cannot commit officially. That early, yeah. That early, but back well, then you, back you then, could. people were committing and verbally yeah. committing that early, yeah. like, very often. Very often, at yeah. The level you were playing at, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we went, we went all over the country. Um, I played out in Colorado uh, at the firework, uh, firecracker tournament. I did that once. Um, I did. I went down to Florida, played at the, the Disney Wide World of Sports. Yes, uh, I remember that. Went down there. We were always. No, we never played on Long Island or even New York. Honestly, we were always in Jersey, Pennsylvania, um, Connecticut. You know, yeah. all the big name tournaments yeah. that we went down to, but. Uh, yeah, so we went all over the country uh, playing and meeting tons of people, playing tons of teams. And getting in front of a ton of colleges. A ton of college coaches. Um, yes. I yes. Say before we even dive into those yes. college yes. stuff, um, I remember there was even like a New Jersey team that mm -hmm. like called up dad. Oh, right? yes. That was, yeah, yeah. That was, it was fun. Um, I got a phone call <laughs> from... I actually was, after I went, call. I went to the Hofstra clinic pretty early on in my like high school oh, right. years. And at that time, Larissa Anderson, who is currently the Missouri head coach, uh, was the pitching coach at Hofstra. Yeah. And it was kind of obvious to both of us at that point in time that I wasn't looking to go to Hofstra. Right. But I went for the experience and to learn. Yeah. And uh, at that time, Bill Edwards was a huge, huge name and I adored him. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I never was going to play for him. But Larissa had actually gotten in contact with a South Jersey team. I'm oh, wow. blanking on the name of the South Jersey anyhow. It's not that important. <laughs> but uh, South Jersey, we got a, we came back from the tournament and we yeah. had a message on the uh, house phone. Yeah. I said, hi, it's so-and-so coach from the South Jersey team. Yeah. We're interested in if you're, if you want to play with us. Like regularly. <laughs> like, like regularly. Like would you like a spot on the yeah. roster? And Larissa Henderson had, you know, reached out and right. told us that she thought you uh, had the skills yeah. to do this. And I actually think this is when I was on Nitro. Yeah. So this wasn't when I was not on TLI yet. Right. And so she had recognized pretty early on that I had potential to play on one of these bigger teams. And yeah. I think that was also a reason why we started looking to like play with like try out with Team Long Island or some of the other yeah. the bigger names. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was a fun I remember message. hearing that and we yeah. were like, we did consider it well we as a family mm. i'm saying because like that's a yeah. big impact like yeah for you to have to get down to practice weekly in south mm -hmm. jersey like in that's south a jersey. big commitment yeah. to try to do obviously 
didn't end up that way. Yeah. For the better. <laughs> I mean, if I had not, if I had not made Team Long Island, like things might have been different. But yeah. I, once I made Team Long Island gold, I was yeah. like, all right. So yeah, we we traveled around the world, and the, some of these tournaments were the you know the best of the best were there. Yeah. So I remember I, you guys played that 16 U. Yeah, team we have a few Colorado. of these fun stories. Yeah. Um, I played a, a true 16U team. We were so all of us at that point in time were either juniors or seniors. Um, and these girls were freshmen, like pure <laughs> freshmen out of SoCal Athletics, this team, SoCal yeah. A's. They were like all like first year 16 like year. They were 15, 15 years, years yeah. old. <laughs> and we came into that undefeated. We had, we went down to ESPN Wild World Sports and we like destroyed every team. Like yeah. we had, and we had an amazing team. You really did. Um, we had slappers who could get on base. Then you had the power hitters who can line people in and hit the home runs. It was phenomenal. So everyone was producing. Everyone yeah. was at the top of the game. Yeah. Uh, and it was phenomenal and fun to play with. Yeah. Um, and we we started, we were like, oh, we got the 16 new team. Like, it's going to be yeah. a nice, easy game. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll them around. Yeah, we'll, day, we'll be yeah. fine. Uh, and we... <laughs> They came out and put up like 14 runs and two innings on us. And, <laughs> we, like, and we couldn't <laughs> run. We were all picked up like, what just happened? <laughs> um, yeah, that was... It was a lot of fun. It was, yeah. And then we, we, we come to find out that Auburn's head coach and pitching coach and it was Alabama's pitching oh, yeah, coach yeah, yeah. were behind the, the, backstop. The, the backstop like gunning the pitcher because none of us could get a hit and like yeah it, we had come into that tournament like i had three home runs like yeah. some of the other girls had like multiple home runs yeah. none of us can get on base i think it was like a no hitter honestly That's is what so this girl funny. pitched and we were like what the heck yeah like this girl is 15 years old um i wasn't at that tournament but i remember no, hearing those stories that was a fun one and the yeah. other one which was out of uh disney that was a fun one we, we yeah. played so well that tournament we played a, a young team that one we did destroy them yeah but coach Cass was just standing behind the backstop oh, yeah. watching us. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, some guy comes up to him in his gear. Yeah. He was a college coach. He's peeking around. And he was peeking around and like, watching. Obviously, it's not someone on our team because we were all juniors at the time. And most of us had already committed. I was one of the last to commit because of Ivy League. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But Coach Kaz like, looks and does like a little double take. <laughs> and it's like, who is it? And it's just Patrick Murphy from Alabama. No just big deal. Casually standing there recruiting me. It was the first baseman on the other team. I'm yeah. looking at her because she was a, also a freshman at that point yeah. in time. But I was just like, this is wild that you're at some of these tournaments with these people. And these college coaches. These college there, coaches, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so look, Team Long Island did its job. It got me in front of the right coaches. Yeah. Uh, and it got my name to where I wanted it to be. And, uh, and then the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. Uh, so. Before we jump, though, yes. uh, I want to just set the scene just a little bit oh, yes. with some of your high school stuff. So. Yes. Um, obviously, I'm your younger sister. I'm going to brag about oh, you just okay. a bit. Okay, all right, all right. Um, so you were pretty dominant in high school softball. Yes. Which makes sense. Yes. Fair. Um, makes sense because I threw a rise ball and mostly any other pitchers on the island did not. Did not. And yeah, Kaz and I in the last episode talked yeah. about you and your rise balls and mm. your revs per second yeah. and how elite mm. they were. But I remember... In high school, your senior yeah. year was like yes. your, you know, your year. Yeah. And uh, you hit your 500 strikeouts did, yes. record, which was yeah. an awesome time. We were at Deer Park. Yes, I remember yes, the sign like, came out and yes. everything. Oh, that yes. was a fun time. The balloons and everything. And just so everyone knows, at home, you were the lone senior on our high school team who had eight, no, sorry, seven sophomores in yep. playing defense against her in the field and yep. batting in the lineup with you, and one lone catcher freshman that was our team that was our team 
She was uh, the older sister, the, yeah. the every single girl on that team. But you, I think, you really carried that team, oh, and we won counties. Yes, we were first time in history for our high school. We yeah. won Suffolk County, County uh, champions that yes. year, and we have a good fight uh, in we, Long Island championship. The Long Island championship game, we played four of my teammates. Yeah, who, <laughs> that was like, like a five-six oh, stacked senior team. Yeah, they were all all state. They all were committed to go D one and D two. It was and like, like David Earth Goliath. Yeah, no, we had no chance being in that <laughs> no game. No chance. Um, and also, then we were facing a pitcher who threw also threw a rise ball, and because I was the only one who threw a rise ball, like I didn't pitch against yeah. us, and so we had no idea how to hit it either. No. Um, it was a tough game. It sure. was a tough game. I mean, we lost 4-3. Yeah. It was like a very close game. Yeah. We had no business, no business. even being in the game, no. in like even having it being close. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? We, it was it was yeah. It was a it was eye opening also for me that season yeah. because I was used to playing on the team. Right. Where your travel ball team that we just traveled, about. Yeah. That I would everyone would just show up and do their job and then leave. And like there was not really yeah. like a team aspect to it because like we all knew and we trusted each other that everyone would do their job. Right. And we'd win games, and we move on oh, with our yeah, lives. Yeah. yeah, but for high but school, high school, I had to work. Yeah, every single person support and really learn what it meant to be a team player. Yes. And now to be a leader, both on and off the field, too. Yeah. A lot of these younger girls who had never played varsity ball, let alone higher level travel ball. So it was, yeah, that was, it was a, it was a learning experience for me. But mm -hmm. it was something I'm most proud of. Yeah. But it I was a poor memory of you and your softball yes. experiences. Yeah. So that was high school ball. Yes, that was high school ball. So along the way, yes. your junior, senior, what when did you commit? Oh, so I committed. Okay, well we can start just generally from the beginning. You know, I had always. Oh right, let's start at the recruiting. We'll process. start at the recruiting process yes, really good, quickly good here. Call. Um, so you know, I was a little late to the recruiting process, uh, and I was a little late to the Division One recruiting process. Mm -hmm. You know, like I joined Team Long Island, and all these, all my teammates were, were already committed, already committed to, to Division yeah. One schools, and. I came in and you know I never said I want to go D1. I want to go D1. But you know like I was Deep pretty down. high achieving. Yeah. I always said like I want to go to the best school that I can. Yeah. And so I started off emailing about 60 Division 1 coaches. I remember that you had a whole spreadsheet 60 Oh yeah. weekly emails, 60 emails each week. I think it was 60 Division 1. I think I also had Division 2 in Division I'm sure you did. Yeah. Anyway, At least 60. I wrote so <laughs> many emails, all these schools and you know I I got Tim Walton sent me a, a letter, a hard copy Who letter. Was that? Tim Walton, coach of Florida. Thank you. It was a generated, yeah, yeah. A, it was a like generic a generic email. letter, yeah. but I got a letter from him. I still have it somewhere. <laughs> in your bedroom. Uh, in my, you know, so I got a letters, but yeah. uh, no, I had no chance there. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was a little late. And the other thing about me though, at that point was I didn't know whether I wanted to pitch. Oh, fair. That's a big in, thing, right? At the college level, yeah. if you're a pitcher, you're pretty much a pitcher. Yeah. And on you, on the other hand, talking from experience, mm. as your little sister, you could hit. Yes. And you could pitch. Yes. And typically that doesn't work to well together at the college level. No. Yeah. And it's especially more difficult because you have to, you're doing double the amount of work. As a pitcher. As a pitcher yeah. and a hitter at that yeah. point, right? Like most of the fielders are just doing their fielding and their hitting. And but when pitcher, we're doing hitting, you're pitching to us. Yes. So you so don't like, get any cuts. No, there's, there's, no, reps. no, none of that. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I was, debating whether I wanted to do double the amount of work mm -hmm. uh, or if was there even a place for me that I could go to that the coaches would let me do more. Yeah, because uh, typically, at least, I don't know if it's more common nowadays, mm. but, but I remember when you were recruiting, yeah, yeah. a lot of coaches told you you got to pick. 
You know, and, and I, it's, I think it's slowly. It's because it's yeah. and that's so, so fair. Hard. It's so fair. It, it you really got to so be much. stellar at both mm -hmm. and maintain that yeah. workload to be able to prove yourself yeah. like that way on the field. Yeah, it, it takes a lot. So I at first had said, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be a first baseman, and I, I really so like first That's how you base. went into the recruiting process. So I went into like, yeah. I want to do hitting. That's yeah, I want to be a hitter. So you're like, all right, then I'll be a first baseman. First baseman, or I can play third, or I can do, you know, whatever I'm needed. Mm -hmm. um, and I had done that for a few. I went to Notre Dame's clinic, and I did not pitch. Yeah. Also, mind you, like, I am 5'7". Yes. Okay, I'm not really 5'7". I'm like 5'6 and something. <laughs> but 5'7 uh, on five, paper. 5'7, yeah, on paper. <laughs> uh, on the roster, at least, I'm 5'7". Yeah. And top D1. Yeah, the I... The biggest difference of top D1, or even D1 in general, versus any other division is size. It's size. You I, can't teach size. No. That is fully genetic. No, and a lot of things about the pitching motion, right? It's about right. whip, and it's about explosion off the mound. And my legs are not as long as someone who is 6'2". Fair enough. And so my arm is also not as long as someone who is 6'2". So they get more whip yes. action, they get more explosion. And so therefore, my max velocity that I could ever hit was never going... Like, I didn't have as much potential, say, yeah. that as uh, in terms of velocity as yeah. some of these other girls so i knew i was on the shorter side even as a first baseman and i like probably not that, that hindered it. you but it did it did allow others to kind of rise above in yeah. terms of like what the coach is looking at at that clinic mm -hmm. they're seeing all these girls and just because your size isn't there yeah you can't produce that much velocity you might not be on their radar yeah that and is what it is. especially at that point too like yeah. pitchers go first in the recruiting process that's right. always been the same and so when i was starting to recruit sophomore junior year most of the pitchers were already recruited, and even some of the bigger hitters in the yeah. top D1. So, like, I went to, like, Notre Dame, for example, and uh, I'm happy I went and yeah. saw these girls that were incredibly talented. Yeah, it kind of put you in perspective. But, yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, boy, this is... This is good talent. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Um, but also, I, you know, most of them were committed at that point yeah. for my year. Yeah. So, I was like, all right, you know, You're like, this game, right? it was a little late, which uh, was for us. We had no idea. So. Yeah, we didn't know. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I started, so that, I was questioning that. The reason I actually ended up pitching was I went to the Princeton Clinic. We'll talk about my Ivy League in a moment. Yeah. But I went to the Princeton Clinic, and the coach was like, oh, I saw on paper that you're a pitcher. Oh. Like, can you pitch for us? I, was like, I didn't know that happened. I was yes. actually there at yes. that clinic. Yes. With um, our cousin Jade and mm -hmm. our parents, yes, I watched it, but yeah. I don't remember that. That's what happened. Yeah, no, she was like, funny. "Do you want? Do you just saw you were a pitcher? Do you want to pitch for us?" I was like, "Oh well, I, I'm not really recruiting to pitch." Yeah, but I mean, I can if you so like. She was you. one that kind of put that perspective. Like maybe I should revisit. Yeah, maybe I should do this, and I did that, and she's like, "I think you're pretty damn good." I was like, "Oh well, <laughs> okay, thanks. Now, I appreciate yeah. that." Uh, and so after that, I think word got around the Ivy League yeah. that I was a pitcher also, yeah, and so yeah, like because yeah. if you if you meet make the decision to recruit Ivy. You kind of yeah. recruit most of the Ivies all Yeah, so, so Ivy coaches League. coaches talk. <laughs> yes, yeah, Ivy League especially is, because you know, there's only so many girls uh, and players generally for cross sports that are, that have the academics to get into an Ivy League school and also have the athletic ability to play at Division one. I level mm -hmm. and be competitive at Division yeah. one. And so it's a small pool. And so yeah. everyone's usually recruiting the same people. Uh, I had a, like Cornell and Yale and a few others right. came to some of my games together and sat together because right. they, they all knew. They're all friends. Ooh, yeah, they're all friends <laughs> of talking. But yeah. um, when I was recruiting, I knew that I was good in school, right? Like I. You always had the grades. Always had the grades. Uh, and I knew I was, I, you know, like I talked about earlier, I liked the mental challenges. Yes. Um, and so I had known that I wanted to go somewhere that was going to challenge me uh, academically. Yeah. And so the obvious choice. When did choice, you kind of start thinking about 
maybe I can go Ivy. Well, the, the, the joke of the story, as we always like to tell, so sophomore year I was writing to, you know, 70-whatever coaches. Yeah. And among them I said, huh, I'll write to Harvard because why not? <laughs> I write to Harvard. Um, and I remember one of our parents being like, you're writing to Harvard? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why not? It's yeah. Harvard. Harvard. Um, and it was, like, it was a big joke, but I was like, yeah, why not? And then I, I think I got like the generic email back. It was like, oh, we're having a clinic. And I was like, yeah. oh, let's go to a clinic. And we, I, I went think, to that clinic with you, oh, mom. Well, yeah. well, this was, hold on. Well, oh. that was beforehand. Okay. I got this generic email and I was like, we should go to a Harvard clinic. And dad's like, and waste what money? Are we doing that? <laughs> For what reason are yeah, we going? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I didn't go. And then yeah, I yeah. went to a high academic oh, right, clinic. clinic and I had met a bunch of coaches there. Uh, but it was before uh, September 1st, so I couldn't actually like, talk to any of them. Yeah. But I went to that clinic, and I was like, you know what? I actually think I can do this. Like, oh, yeah, this like that like, clinic opened your eyes to the high academic colleges out there. Yeah, and, and even like the people now that you're competing, competing with. against. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, I, I think I can known. do this. Yeah. yeah, and like I had Division One interest outside right. of Ivy's, and I was like, you know what? I'll say, like, eh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll try this. I'm like, let's see if I can go to a high academic school. Yeah. And so I started like thinking about it, and then I, I didn't talk, but I like had seen like the the Yale pitching coach mm -hmm. was there at that oh, clinic yeah. actually, and I was like, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I could do this maybe. The Yale clinic came around, and I was like, you know, like let's go. Why not? Yeah. We'll go to the Yale clinic. Yeah. So I went, Close and now drive it's yeah, it's Harvard. okay. And so we we yeah we drove and we went up that morning, and we you know I did my. What, what, when in the process was this? This was November of my sophomore. Sorry, my junior fall. Mm. So and I can talk to coaches. Yeah, like this is like junior year, big time. Big time recruiting. Yeah, um, and so I went, and you know, you, you do the whole like you, you go through the clinic, and then afterwards you stop talk and you talk the with the coach. Yeah. And I I walked up to them and was like, oh, thank you, coaches, really appreciate. It. And they're like, actually, do you mind like sticking around? We want to talk to you a little more. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. I was like, Dad, good, they yeah. want to talk to me more. <laughs> um, and so we stuck around, and they were like, you know, we saw you at that clinic, the high yeah. academic clinic. Uh, and are really interested, actually. What are your thoughts? Are you thinking mm -hmm. high academic? Do you want to play do this? I was like, you know, maybe, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, that'd be interested. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and they were like, all right, great. Like, keep us updated on your schedules and everything. Like, we were interested. Yeah. Keep talking to us. Come back to some clinics. Come back to our clinic in the winter or whatever. Yeah. And I said, great. And so we left. And Coach Kaz, in the car ride home, looked at me and goes, what happens if Yale turns around and goes, we want you. Yeah. You say no, and I said, I, I no, but I don't like, think you can. no, I don't yeah. think you can. But, but also, you never like, thought of that. No, I thought I was joking about Harvard Clinic. Now yeah. I'm like actually here, and Yale's like, we want you, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was not ready for this. Yeah. And so then I went to the Harvard Clinic, and then went to the Princeton Clinic, and then the Brown Clinic, and you know, we did the whole yeah. the whole thing, Cornell and Dartmouth, and started realizing that like a bunch of these coaches were interested. And it could be a like, real deal. Yeah. yeah. And granted, along the way, I also had other interests. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this, like from amongst Division three schools, especially. Right. Oh, right. Were higher the, academic. The Tufts of the Tufts, world. Uh, yeah, Williams yeah, yeah. was interested. Right. I remember those There was a, there's a school in New Jersey. Poor coach. They're so nice. <laughs> I just forget the school name now. Um, but uh, it was an institute of technology in New yeah. Jersey that, that really liked me. Just Stevens. Stevens, Got yes. Um, you didn't want to go tech. <laughs> no, I didn't want to go tech. So like that was. Yeah. And also for me, I was undecided on what I wanted to do. Right, major wise. Yeah. Major wise. So for me, it made sense to go to a liberal arts college and go explore and like figure right, it out. Figure and it then out. like right. I'll go from where I need to. If I need to go to grad school, I'll go to grad school. Like, I, yeah. but I, I was I'm kind of undecided. I went in like thinking maybe psychology, yeah. but like I didn't really know because no. I didn't really want to be a psychiatrist. So I was like, all right, let's figure this out. Yeah. And yeah, so then we did all that. We the Cornell coach ended up coming to a 
uh, high school game. Actually, I remember that. That was, yeah, high school game. It was my junior, junior spring. spring. I, we played, it was a varsity game yep. at Hop Hog. Mm. At an, not even at our home field. No. At the away, like yeah. other high school's field. Mm -hmm. And there comes the coach, the head coach and the assistant coach. They came in their yep. fully red Cornell yep. gear, sat in the middle of our parents in yep. the stand, and just didn't say a word, just watched nope. us play. Yes. It was a good game. Yeah. We Great won. Game. We obviously. Won. <laughs> but it was, but it was a, for me. I was like, oh my god, a college coach is here watching yeah. you play at a high school game. That's insane. Yeah, that was never heard of. Yeah. Like, it still is not really heard of. Not like, heard of really in softball, let alone like on Long Island. Softball. Yeah, no. Yeah, and um, when you started getting further along in the process, what were your like top schools? I guess I. Yeah, so at that point, so after after our um, high school season had ended, I was like, all right, let's start narrowing this down. Yeah. And so my top schools at that point were Yale, Cornell, Tufts, Williams was up yeah. there. I really liked Princeton, but Princeton was going a little silent. Right. So they, you can kind of. I, I had the known there out. was another pitcher they were interested in, so yeah. I was assuming that they were starting to go that way. I was interested in them too. Yeah. yeah. I went into the travel ball season before my senior year. Yeah, the summer um, before senior The summer before year. my senior year with a bunch of these schools that I knew were, were interested, had not offered. Yes. Um, and I was potentially starting to get interested in. I will say with all this is the Ivy League process always is a little bit later than every other process. And it's, especially back then, it's changed a little bit yeah. now. They wanted to have an ACT or an SAT score because right. they needed to know, like, if we're going to be interested in you and offer, you, you'd need to actually need to back do, you up. Yeah, yeah we, you need to be able to get into the school right. and have a chance. And so, like, if you had a really bad SAT or ACT score. And they just crossed you off the off yeah. list. So it was a little bit later. It was still the same general process. So I had gone into fall ball summer seasons and Cornell's pitching coach, Yale's head coach, and Yale's pitching coach came to the same game. They all sat together. All sat together. Uh, actually, the, the Yale head coach was behind the backstop with, I think there was another coach there. I yeah. forget who it another was. Another college. Not another college. You. Yeah, it wasn't for me. Um, and the joke always was whenever was like out in Colorado. No, actually, this was down in Edison, New Jersey. Okay, in New Jersey. Okay. It was one of the early um, tournaments. Yeah. And then the Yale and the Cornell coach had sat in the outfield together. Okay, wait. So Yale Cornell coach out in the outfield, the outfield. and the other Yale coach was behind, behind the, the backstop. Okay. Yes. And so at that and, point, and also at that point on mm -hmm. your travel team, yeah. one, most of your teammates are committed. Yes. Two, most of them don't have the grades either. So they no. all, everyone knows that these coaches, these coaches are here for you. Just me. Yeah. Um, just to see me, and yeah. so. At that point, I wasn't pitching. The head coach at Yale had, you know, shown up, and I was like, "Hey, coach!" Like, Is that your first time they showed up to the to a game of yours? Because you saw them at a bunch of clinics. Yeah, I think that might have been the like first. Uh, was that the first? I can't remember because Yale head coach came to Colorado, right? And she had seen me in Colorado, which Fair. was very funny because our head coach was stuck in the mountains in the Rocky. He went on a trip. <laughs> we had like a later start. He went on a trip and got stuck in the mountains. And sent over his like lineup yeah. to our coaches, and the lineup comes in, and I'm in center field, <laughs> and on the bench. Which you're not a center fielder. No. I love you to death, but you're yeah, not, not a center, a center fielder. fielder. I mean, you could just shove me in left field, like I'll catch a ball. Like I'm yeah, athletic yeah, yeah. enough to know how to like track a ball. <laughs> I should not be playing center field, especially when you're sitting our number one center fielder, who's a lefty slapper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Krista, yeah. who's on the bench, and I'm in center field. <laughs> this made all the sense of the world. Made I, no sense. Yeah. I don't know if he had altitude sickness or whatnot, but like something was going on here. And guess who shows up to that game? The Yale's head coach. Yeah. 
And I see her after, and I, I get a fly ball, and I miss it because like I <laughs> should like, not be ball, there. You should not be in center. Field no, I should not be in center field. Like I actually got there like pretty pretty decently, but I missed it. Yeah. And I saw her after the game, and I was like, uh, "Hi, coach." Yeah, She's like, sorry about that. "So we've learned that we're not recruiting you to be an outfielder." Thank God. I'm glad she joked about that. Yes. Yeah. But it like actually went pretty well the conversation. Yeah. So that actually, uh, I don't remember if this tournament was before or after, okay. but. They had come, so anyhow, she showed up, and I was like, oh, coach, like, yell coach is here, like, can I pitch? And he's like, I'm going to give you one inning. Ooh, one inning, ooh, one, ooh. no, sorry, one inning. One batter. Oh. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm getting one batter? batter? Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're only getting one batter. Interesting. I was like, okay, this is a little weird, but yeah. whatever. And so we later learned from talking to the yell coach that she was like, oh, I didn't even care. He's like, I didn't, I wanted no one else to see you pitch because we knew what you oh, liked so pitching-wise. So she kind of knew that, like, she already knew what you could do. Yes. She just, for the, you know, for the routine of it, wanted yeah. to throw you in because I'm here, I'm yeah. watching you. But she didn't really want everyone else to no, know No, she's what like, you honestly, do. it's fine. You didn't really need to pitch <laughs> anymore. So like, we knew what, we, 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 what you had. Yeah. Um, but I got up to the plate. And I ended up hitting a home run between the Cornell pitching coach and the Yale pitching coach. So I like directly like, in the middle. Like center field. It's like they're, they're both center field. Yeah, they're yeah. both chit-chatting on a bench. Fields. They're like sitting on like one of those like picnic benches, yeah, but they're yeah, like yeah. on top of it, watching. And I even put the ball right between them two. Talk so, about producing in the time that matters. Yes. Hitting a home run in front of your coaches. In there. front of, and actually the the Williams coach was also there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, talk about like that was. Producing when it and I was so I was like oh my You're god so nervous I about it. Were four coaches yeah. who were here. Well, you did your me. job. You had, I did you my job. We went back to the hotel that night and I got three phone calls mm. from Yale, Cornell, and Williams saying we want you. Mm. Here is your official offer. Yeah, get back to us. Get back to <laughs> yeah. us. Uh, and so that home run is really what sealed the deal wow. for me and these coaches. At that point, it was trying to commit. I committed August of my before my junior year, and that was a that was a that was a tough decision obviously yeah. like i adored all these schools all right like, three schools all yeah. the, the four schools even like tufts right. williams uh yale and cornell each had a different aspect and vibe to them yeah um two were division it's three two were division yeah. two two were ivy league two uh were like mini ivy as you yeah, call yeah, them yeah. those were the schools that i came down to and for me because at that point, and still right now, uh, the only money that Ivy Leagues can give is financial aid. Yes. Um, although no, no academic. And no academic no and no athletic. Athletic for Ivy Fingers League. Crossed. That's changing. Look at the, for the lawsuit that's currently happening. <laughs> um, I wrote a blog post about it. You can read it. Um, little shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, you, they couldn't give any money. So at that point, if the money was even, then did I want to go D1? Did I want to go D3? And did I want to go Ivy or not? And when I decided I wanted to go Ivy and do the D1 thing, mm -hmm. then it was between Cornell and Yale. And I adored both sets of coaches. Yeah, I remember the Cornell coach would call you weekly. Yeah, he was such a lovely man. Yeah. And I realized that the only, the main, we'll say the main reason that I was going to go to Cornell was because of the coach. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't go for just for the coach. Just for the coach. You never right. know what's going to happen right. right there. And I loved the location of Yale. I loved, obviously, you know, Yale is the best school in the country because Huck Harvard. Um, <laughs> And the coaches were incredible, uh, and it was easy to get back and forth from home. So it made sense. It made yeah. sense. And so, so we, we, we went up there and sat down. The coaches, I learned later, were like, why is she coming? Yeah. Um, and it was to commit, and I committed. Yeah, we, we committed in person as a we family. We committed in person as a family, yes. <laughs> they gave us a whole tour, yes. and then they, we committed. <laughs> yes, yes, we committed because it, it was a family. It was a family commitment. I committed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, nice. that, was, that was the commitment. All right, now. Yes.
Ivies, mm -hmm. totally different beast. Yes. Shed some light into like being an Ivy League student athlete. So I went into Division One softball thinking, Division One softball, yeah. I'm the best of the best. Yeah. I'm here to compete. It's going to be great. Yeah. Where all my resources, yeah, yeah, my yeah. tutors, yeah. getting some like athletic trainers. Yeah. And I get there and they're like, nope. None of it. None of it. Yeah. You are a student first. Yes. And then you're also an athlete. Yes, which is very different from the D1 mentality yes. of you are married and yes. devoted to the softball team, yeah. and then academics come second. The yeah. other way around in Ivy's. Other way around. Yeah. And it unfortunately, and it still is the case a little bit, it's, it's changed very much at Yale now, but it was the case that the school and the leadership at the school were not very supportive of athletics. Yeah. So a lot of the money didn't go to athletics. A lot of the money went to academic and research, right? Like Yale's a new research institution. Yeah. So like a lot of it went toward the academics part of it and they did not support. And you felt that like amongst yeah. the culture of the students, there was a culture of, um, and there was even an article written about it at one point in time where it was like athletes are here taking the spots of more deserving people. Oh, wow. Uh, and so there was, there was a, uh, it, was, it was tough to be an athlete because you knew that the school wasn't really supporting you. Yeah. Um, it has very much changed now. And it was changing back then, because that was when Peter Salve was our new president, and he was starting to change it. Um, and Doing for the better, yeah. For the better, yeah, yeah. So like, then we actually started to get resources. But back then, like, I'm playing Division One and I'm getting one gray, like, cotton t-shirt mm -hmm. and two pairs of shorts for everything, and that was all I owned. Yeah. Um, and so we had the athletic training, we had the, the strength and conditioning, so we had all those resources. We also had a mental coach. We ended up getting a mental coach, yeah. Which kind of cool. Which was cool, my yeah. uh, sophomore, junior year, I forgot which I one. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, bit. which was really interesting. Um, so it, it started off like we got nothing, but it's, it's it very much progressed. And then more, yeah. Yes, uh, is when things started changing with this I new like president. I like the culture, the culture there started to change. Yeah, it started to change in LA. Do you think that was across all Ivies, or that was maybe just a Yale thing, do you know? Um, I think it was across all Ivies. I, I don't know what the experience is like at other schools, right. but I, I'm curious. But yeah. I, I think amongst most of us were, had the same feeling. Yeah. The schools were known to be Ivy League schools, not to be you know top athletic producing right, schools right. Uh, for most for sports. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we started to get the resources though, and you know, yeah. as things, as more funding and more support was thrown our way, you saw the increase of the talent. So mm -hmm. when I went to Ivy Leagues, Ivy Leagues were like, in softball at least, were not the the best of the best, right? Yeah. You're usually pretty actually poor amongst Division One schools. But slowly but surely, like now actually we're, we're competitive amongst these. But that's what happens when you give the resources to these athletes that they need. The, uh, the mental conditioning, the strength and conditioning coaches, the yeah. athletic facilities. Um, the stuff like that but it, it was tough at the beginning and still to a certain extent like we didn't get tutors mm. we didn't get extensions on deadlines most professors did not uh care that we were athletes or like you have to, you're a student you have right. to do these and if you miss class you miss class I was ask, how, how did um juggling the workload of a IV education uh, affect or i don't know like you know interfere with your softball like how does yeah. that even work it, it, it's tough so like our coaches were always very supportive. They said, if you have a class, like, take the class. Yeah. We'll work around the Your practice, schedule, right? Yeah. But, like, if you didn't have to take the class, you, you shouldn't take the class. Right. So for us, um, most of our, like, a, a pretty general schedule for us was, like, 7 a.m. conditioning in the morning. Then we had class either at 8 or 9, and we took class from, like, 8 to 1 o'clock-ish. Yeah. 
Um, we'd have lift at three or practice at like three, um, sometimes practice at one, but that would probably be like one to five, three to five range. Um, then we come home, we'd eat dinner. Then the way our classes worked is if you had a lecture class, they have a discussion section at night. Right. Well, they had a discussion section that was mandatory that you take outside of the lecture. Mm. There was sometimes a night section. Yeah. If there was no night section, it was during the day. Yeah. And during the day, during practice. And so for all the athletes, we didn't have first choice. And so if you couldn't get into a discussion section that was not during practice time, then you couldn't take the class. Yeah, and so you had to vie for these nighttime classes. And most of the time we got them, which was good, because like what normal student wants to take an eight o'clock class? Yeah, no, like, at night. Yeah, no, 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 one, no wants one wants to. to. So fair. So yeah. it was okay most of the time. But still tough to juggle. Still tough. So we'd, we'd come home, we'd eat dinner, we'd go to class, and then come home, finish our reading, and go to bed, and repeat it all the next day. Yeah. And so it's exhausting physically and mentally, because you're doing yeah. the academics and all the studying and the, the lessons and the, the essays. Yeah. Um, while also doing all of this physical activity all at the yeah. same time and not having any support for what times the classes were. You know, they didn't leave the dining halls open for us. Yeah. So, like, you had to make it to right. there. Right, that always was a big thing. I mm -hmm. remember you, you sharing, like, you guys would get hustle to get back to the dining hall because it was closing in 10 minutes after yeah. practice or whatever. There was no food left there at that no point. There was no food left. No. It's tough. It's yeah. tough to be a student athlete, especially at Ivy League. Yeah, our, we had such a unique way of living at yeah. Yale, but like right. it was not conducive to the athletic Athlete lifestyle. lifestyle yeah. yeah, so you know our dining halls were only open uh, certain hours for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Nothing in between. There was no late night really options. Right. None of that. So like if you missed dinner, like you, you missed had to dinner. eat something in your yeah, like my mac and cheese box, yeah. you know, or um, go somewhere and buy it. Right. So it was, it was tough, you know, the, even in season. In season was also tough. Like I wrote right. research papers on buses because um, I couldn't get an extension. I took exams early. Oh, so yeah. like some professors would say like, if you can't make it, like I had a class at whatever it was, it was like 1030 to 12 or whatever yeah. it was. But we had to leave for Florida for a spring training trip. In the morning. Probably. In the morning. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, you can come and take the test at like 8 a.m. But they could, couldn't let me like push it or anything. I had right. to take it the morning of, and then we left for practice for yeah. uh, the the flight at ten. Yeah. And so like you do that, I you know, you you don't. The the story always was like, most people who go on these trips like, are just chilling in like airports, you yeah. know, like reading magazines, yeah, um, watching sports. And right. For every Ivy League team, like we were always studying, always in, doing work in, in the, the airport, airport or yeah. after games. Like you right. go and play your games, you go back to the hotel room, you do And to work. think about that, right? Like you just played a ga two games yeah. against, uh, you know, two, you know, you're fully exuding all your physical mm -hmm. energy. And now you have to mentally mm -hmm. try to shower, eat some dinner and yeah. like go to work yeah. again. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it is, it was exhausting. And it was always a joke, like whenever we had break, like spring break and we were, we were on campus, but we're not doing anything yeah. because we're just playing. Yeah. Like, this is a nice, this is what everyone else gets yeah, to do. Like, yeah, you yeah. just get to worry about softball. Nice. Like, this is a nice <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but like, even in the preseason, you know, division one, especially you go and you travel like three or four weekends in a row where you're gone Wednesday through Sunday. From like what, February from, on? Yeah, February and March. Um, and you're only in school in person monday tuesday potentially wednesday, wednesday. and so that, yeah. but doing that consistently over and over and over again you miss a lot of class and there's a lot of assignments you got to make up and it was i remember getting to that end of that and i was like thank goodness We're i done. am done yeah because it is the hardest thing to do to get through yeah, yeah. i couldn't wait till like actually we started conference yeah. play so like we would play then wednesdays fridays saturdays or 
Wednesday, Saturday, Sundays, mm -hmm. which, and we play double headers for all of them, and everyone's like, you have played how many games yeah, in a week? Yeah, yeah. Playing six games in a week? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, honestly, but this is better than those tournaments, man. Mm -hmm. Those were, those were brutal. But um, yeah, so it was, it was tough, but it was. Do you have um, like any tips or advice for anyone that's trying to go high academics, Ivy, or like, you know, based on your experiences, do you have anything to like share with them? Yeah, um, I will say like, it's, it's very difficult and it takes the right type of person and it's yes. not for everyone. Yeah. So like first make sure you actually want to do this because it's a, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And but there's nothing more gratifying and I would never have changed it right. the way I wanted to. So just look within yourself and first decide if this is something you want to do because you're not just being an athlete, you're, you're being, and you know, like we, we were saying, like you're, you're student first, athlete later, but you're still an athlete, like you're still doing you're still full, fully full division yeah. one athlete, like with multiple days of training, yeah. multiple uh, training sessions in a day, yeah. every day of the week. So like, is this something you want to do? And then after that, like, make sure you dedicate yourself because if you can't do it in high school, you're not gonna be able to do it yeah. in college because it's just what you're doing in high school, but on a greater scale, yeah, it's ten times. Um, yeah. but it is, it's worth every second. Just, just actually know going yeah, into like, it. Yeah, like really think about it. Yeah, yeah. because, and you know what, like, Everyone says, oh, I want to go D1, I want to go D1. Like, D1's great, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, it was incredible to play right. some of these teams. I went down to Auburn, I played Auburn. Yeah, you, year after they lost. Yeah, yeah California, like, California we were in, we Texas. were in Houston. Yep, yeah. we went to Maryland, I played Duke, I played Maryland. Yeah. Um, played some of these phenomenal teams, and it was a great experience. But, like, it's, it's not all it says it is. Like, yeah. if you don't, if you want to have a life outside of softball and academics, don't go D1's to Ivy League. Yeah, yeah, don't do it. Um, and I almost didn't, mm. and it would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I would have. But it would have been a totally different experience. Totally different experience. So. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. And um, any last question on the Ivy experience? Any, yes. any like favorite memory or like favorite? I don't mm. know. Like like thing that really tops the cake for for your time at Yale. Um. Hmm. Not that you have to have a specific one. I know that's hard. I don't even know I what know. I would say. But. I mean, softball-wise, I will say like. I had so much fun and like adored all of my teammates. I think one of the fun, like most fun memories was uh, we went down to Auburn and we were playing and we were between games, right? Yeah. So like we were just like, we went up into the stands to watch the game going on and um, eat lunch. And like you had these two older um, people, Auburn yeah. fans wearing Auburn gear. And the, the gentleman looked at me and looked at the shirt a very southern draw, oh, yeah, and yeah. I can't, I cannot do accents to save my life, so I'm not gonna try this. <laughs> but he looks at me and goes, Yale, like, the Yale? Yeah, yeah. In a deep southern accent. Yeah, in yeah. a deep southern accent. I said, yes, <laughs> in New Haven, Connecticut? Yeah. He goes, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm here standing here looking at Auburn, being like, you guys just lost yeah. two, like, they lost in the national championship the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm pitching against And you're like, people. Oh my God, Auburn. Yes. And then yet the people the, in the stands are like, like oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I got to